This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today's Monday, March 14, 2022. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider and never miss a show. Today we have a very special guest. Becky Jarvis is the owner and creator of Curvy Sheet Closet, the largest plus-size consignment sales event in North America, founded in 2011. The four-day semi-annual event includes over 15 participating vendors and a fashion show featuring women of all ages from 14 to 60-plus, as well as big and tall men. Twice a year, this event attracts hundreds of women across Portland and the Pacific Northwest to purchase clothes and accessories at incredible discounts, in addition to attending the largest plus-size fashion show on the West Coast. In fall 2018, Becky Jarvis created the Curvy Closet Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit to promote self-confidence, and self-love through empowerment workshops. Ms. Jarvis was a nominee in 2017, 2018, and 2019 for Fashion Show Producer of the Year for Portland Fashion and Style Awards. The Curvy Sheet Closet Spring 2022 show is scheduled from April 28th through May 1st in Hillsboro, Oregon, and we are excited to hear more about it. Let's welcome Becky to the show. Hi. Hi, Shanice. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's been a while since we've chatted. I think I was on your show back in 2011 or 2012. Oh, really? Well, you have yeah. a better memory than me. I've interviewed so many people, I forgot. <laughs> so how did you get introduced to the plus size community? It was kind of a long road. Um, I used to participate in a kids' consignment event, a four-day pop-up, and one day I thought, well, why isn't there one for for the plus-size consumer? And I searched and didn't find a lot out there. And so I started my plus-size event in 2011, and then there were so many doors that opened up, the plus-size fashion industry I know you're one of the pioneers, Gwen DeVoe with her full-figured fashion week, the Curvy Con, all these different fashion events that target the plus-size consumer with different products and services is basically how I, so kind of straddle consignment, fashion sustainability, and plus-size fashion. So when you had the vision to move forward with it, Uh, Did you have any obstacles getting started? There's, as an event producer, there's always obstacles. You learn how to adapt with them, and sometimes obstacles are actually doors opening for better and bigger things. One of my biggest obstacles has always been finding a a venue um, for our event because we are a pop-up event, and we only rent for two weeks. Um, We recently had an obstacle where we lost our lease last week on Wednesday afternoon, and our property manager found us a new um, 
property on Friday afternoon. So we went from 17,000 square feet to a 62,000 square foot building in two days. Wow. So tell us how the event works for someone listening, and this is the first time they heard of Curvy Sheet Closet. Tell us what it's all about. Okay. So um, we target women that have clothing sizes 14, extra large and up, shoes, jewelry, purses, and other accessories to come consign with us for our four-day event. So what they will do is they'll go to our website, curvysheetcloset.com, and they will get a seller number, and then they will be able to go through their closet and input items that they want to sell at our event for 60%. They get 60% of items sold to up to 85% if they help out with the event. So they they tag the items online, they print their tags, and then they bring the items in for inspection a couple days before the event. And then um, after the event, four weeks after the event, we send them a check for everything that is sold. Okay, so you're kind of high tech. Everything is digital. Yes, and they can even at the end of every night, they can log in and see how many items they've sold um, because everything is done with a barcode. And um, we've built a community where a lot of the women that volunteer, they've made so many friends over the years. It's kind of like a reunion every six months since we do the event uh, twice a year. So do you have to store any clothing between events or everybody takes their clothing back? Everybody takes their clothing back that hasn't sold at the end of the event or they donate it to a local nonprofit that works with veterans in our community. Nice. Now, do you have a staff that helps you organize this, or are you a one-woman show? One-woman show with a lot of amazing volunteers that help out with the event. So about how many volunteers do you need to pull off this event? Typically around, I would say around 30 to 40 for every event. Nice, nice. And it's easy to get because the incentive for volunteering is discounts for the clothing, right? Um, It's discounts for what you sell in terms okay. of if you volunteer with us, instead of 60%, you might make 70 or 80%. Plus, you also get a shop before the general public. Um, so when the event opens, we have women that are filling Ikea-sized bags of plus-size clothing. Because it's hard to find gently used plus-size clothing. It doesn't matter if you're talking garage sales, Goodwills, but to have it in one building and everything's categorized, you know, pants are together, capris are together, short and long sleeve tops are together, and then we have sizer rings. So it's pretty easy shopping. And do you have all types of clothing? Like would you have formal wear too or is mostly casual? Absolutely. No, absolutely. Anything that's plus size, that's in good, great condition. We have plus size belts. We have formal swimwear, plus size maternity, plus size Halloween costumes. It's just whatever my um, sellers happen to consign. I mean, we've had some great, we've had plus size Renaissance clothing in the past. Wow. So this is a, a major event in the area. So do you get a lot of people that come from out of town to participate? Um, yes, we do. We get people from Seattle, Tacoma. We've had people fly in from Idaho, Central Oregon, Oregon Coast, Northern California. In fact, we um, Emma Medeiros is flying in for our event um, next month. 
Nice. So if you are out of town, you can still check your clothing in online and then just bring it with you? Um, It would have to be brought in before the event starts because we have to inspect everything. Okay. So you have to come a little earlier to participate if you're out of town. Correct, yes. And then we also order uh, um, offer a limited amount of tagging service. So I have a, four taggers that will tag um, for individuals that do not have time to tag their own items. So after several years of having a successful consignment sale, you decided to add a plus-size fashion show to the um, event. Now, why did you do that? Um, at the time, we were looking for something fun to do on Friday night when it was a little bit slower. And so we added the fashion show. And back then, I didn't know anything about fashion shows. I've learned a lot over the last five, six years. Back then, I thought, oh, here's here's a designer. You get your own models. I'm providing a stage, and I'll provide the music, but you provide everything else. Um, it has changed since then. <laughs> um, we <laughs> and I've also gone to a lot of plus size fashion shows as well. I mean, for example, this spring we have 33 models. Um, our and youngest model is 13. Well, we've actually had up to 40 in past shows as well. Oh, um, wow. Our oldest is 69. We have 15 silver fox models. We have six men modeling for us. We have. Eight designers from the Pacific Northwest and two retailers. One of them is a national retailer, which is Columbia Sportswear for our spring show. Nice. So what is the criteria to be a model in your fashion show? Because I know it's about body positivity. So is there any criteria? Um, Yes. When we do our casting calls, we're looking for models confident. They don't necessarily have had to walk, done modeling, or done runway shows. We look for models that can follow simple instructions at the casting call. What we want to see is everyday individuals that our audience can relate to. I want the 13-year-olds in the audience to be able to say, if she can do it, I can do it. I have a 15-year-old model that plays four sports and is in a wheelchair. We've had visually impaired models, hearing impaired models. We are looking for everyday plus-size individuals. And I saw on your social media that some of the models um, gave you testimonies about how impactful participating in this fashion show um, was for them. So tell me about some of the feedback you've gotten from some of the models. Yes, absolutely. The um, Before I started the nonprofit, Carishi Closet Foundation, after every fashion show, people would reach out to me and just tell me what a, that it was a life change event for them participating on the fashion show runway. Some of them said as a kid that was one of their bucket lists, but they knew that they would never be able to do that until they ran across our fashion show. I had messages from mom saying we helped a teenager build confidence and prevent a suicide. And so it was those stories that I was like, oh, my gosh, this isn't just a fashion show. It's a community of, of, of people, community of friends, empowering individuals. And so that is why I started the foundation and went through all the wonderful IRS paperwork to create the foundation. So the fashion show builds that confidence and inspiration for individuals. 
That's amazing. And so does one ticket get you into the fashion show and the consignment sale, or is it two separate tickets? Um, the the fashion show tickets are $12. We do not charge to get into the consignment event other than the first day, which is Thursday, April 28th from 11 to 1. It's $5 or $5 in toiletry supplies. And then after that, the rest of the consignment event is free. Nice. So you started a nonprofit organization. Now, prior to this, was everything for profit and you decided to change everything for nonprofit or is this a total separate entity? It is a total separate entity. For the foundation, the fashion show comes under that. We also do Your Enough workshops. Um, we had a number of them before the pandemic. And then we also do scholarships for individuals in the plus-size community to attend body-positive workshops, such as the Silver Fox model workshop. And then Kimberly Walker has um, an empowered workshop up in Seattle. And so those are some of the things we, the foundation does. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. You need to promote that more. I didn't know you were giving scholarships out for people to attend stuff. That's awesome. Yep, yes. Yeah, and, and how we long just have did an art collage. Um, three years now. We just did an art collage, I'm Enough workshop, where we received an art grant, and we had these mirrors that were decorated um, so that the um, individuals could hang them up on their walls that basically says, I am beautiful, I'm enough, and I'm, you know, I'm this. <laughs> so if um, someone donates money or clothing to you, can they get a tax deduction? Yes, absolutely. I have people that donate clothing to the consignment part, and all the proceeds go directly to the foundation. Uh, last month, we had a silent auction to raise money for the foundation. Um, we also participate in Giving Tuesday in December. Nice, nice. So you um, briefly mentioned about the pandemic. Tell me, how did that affect your business? Did you have to shut down everything for two years? Um, we lost, was it spring 2020, we, we did not have any event. And then fall 2020, till now, we have continued twice a year. The exception was we did do, was it one show? No, we did two shows, I believe. Or was it one show? Um, the fashion show was virtual for two seasons. Um, it was a lot of work because it was almost like doing nine individual fashion shows because the filmings would take a day. Um, Marco Mays was one of our um, MCs uh, for the event. And um, we are going back to a live fashion show for spring. So that's exciting. Do you it have is, to because do... we were supposed to have a we were supposed to have a live fashion show in fall and one of our members came down with COVID three days before the event, fashion show. Oh, no. Oh, no. So now do yes. you have to um, be vaccinated or wear a mask? Is there any protocol for your event? Um, right now we're following the state of Oregon protocol, and they just lifted masks mandate for the state of Oregon. Um, if anything changes between now and end of April, we'll adapt to whatever the state protocols are. Right, right. So since you had to go virtual during the pandemic, did you keep an element of that now, or are you fully in person now? Fully in person now, just because of the amount of work. In Oregon, um, you never know when it's going to rain, 
And when we did one of our filmings, um, there was one day where it was pouring rain and it was 40 degrees outside. And then another week where we had the filming, we had all these forest fires in Oregon and Washington, and the air quality was so bad it wasn't safe to be outside. At that point, I believe we had the worst air quality in the entire world surpassing India that week. And why is the air quality so bad there? Um, Because of the forest fires. Oh, okay. Wow. So I have been living inside. in Oregon my entire life. I have never seen it was like the sky going outside was like bright orange even during the daytime. Oh no! Well, hopefully that doesn't happen during the event this year. Is it cold there now? Um, it's not bad. Uh, cold is relative. You know, when I've gone to Florida, or I remember one time Farrah Estrella came here as our MC and. She thought it was really cold, and she ended up buying some sweaters, and I thought, it's only like in the mid-50s. That's not bad. Yeah, 50s is cold to me. I'm in Louisiana, so. Okay. <laughs> so are are you currently looking for sponsors? And if so, what type of sponsorships are available? Um, yes, we're always looking for sponsors. We have um, swag bags for our fashion show for our VIPs. We have opening day swag bags. We do, um, we get hit with about 30,000 people on our social media during the month of the event. And they can always reach out to us at info at com. And vendors, do you have more room for vendors? I will probably have a few more spaces. Right now we have, I believe, 21 vendors. They're Mostly women-owned businesses um, that come from the local area. It's a great time because it's the week before Mother's Day. And so the vendors are selling brand-new items, not consignment, correct? Correct, yeah. Um, um, I have a vendor that makes jewelry out of silverware. We have a handcrafted soap vendor. We have all sorts of – we have a one, two sweets vendors that vend at our event, um, we have Ruby Ribbon, we have Tupperware, we have a, um, Color Street Nails, and then we have a couple of individual product services vendors, a local photographer that plus, um, photographs plus-size individuals. Nice. So have you ever thought about traveling and taking this on the road, or would it be just too much work? Um, I've been asked that from different people in different states. I would love to be able to do consulting to help someone set up something like this in their area because there is a huge need um, for plus size consumers to find gently used clothing. I get approached, I'll be at the post office and someone will say that they found a job interview outfit and got the job. (laughs) And so it just, and we've had people in tears when they come up to the cash register and they have found clothes that fit them and look amazing on them. Wow. Wow. So what is your ultimate goal for your brand and everything you're trying to do? My ultimate goal for my brand is to create a strong sense of community. It's not just about, okay, I have this business and I'm making money out of it. It's the connections with the plus size community in my area and outside of my area. 
It's helping some of our models who actually, not all of our models want to go into professional modeling, but we've had a couple that have been signed with agencies, and it's because of the training they received through our fashion show that they were able to branch out further. Nice. Yeah, that's wonderful. And do you have anything else um, coming up that we can look out for? Like, do you already know the date of the next um, consignment event? Do you have events coming up under your nonprofit? What's next on your calendar? My ne- next on my calendar is I'm hoping to do another Curry Sheet Closet Foundation. I'm in that workshop come summertime now that the a lot of the mandates have been lifted. And then our fall event typically is the last weekend, first weekend in October. But you don't have the date yet. You have to wait. No, wait we probably won't have that till June or July. Typically with short term, we have to wait till two or three months before. Then, And then I literally hit the ground running with marketing and advertising. And uh, mid-June, we'll probably be doing an open casting call for our fall fashion show. And you have a lot on your plate because you don't do this full time. You actually have a day job, right? Uh, Yes. My family um, runs a computer repair company. Although over the last few years, between the foundation and this, it's pretty much become a full-time job as well. (laughs) So you have no spare time. Um, not very much. I have a kid that just started college this year, so he's learning to fly on his own and I'm juggling that with him and it's a lot. <laughs> it is. It is. It is at times, but I enjoy it, you know. The fashion show when I sit up I don't have to sit be backstage during our fashion show because I have a very confident and amazing production team. I get to sit on one of the VIP seats and see the looks of the models as they come out to the end of the runway and they're smiling and the nerves has been shaken off and they're like realizing I did it. And when you are fueled by passion, is not really work. That is correct. I mean, the other thing we've done in the last year that I forgot to mention is, is we have we have three interns. And it has been amazing to see the growth in our in- high school interns. One of our interns that started when she was 13 has been a model, and she is now a designer, and she's also a production assistant. Nice. And she's nice. only 15. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Well, do you have, before we go, do you have any um, sponsors or any people that um, are major supporters that you want to acknowledge? Um, Sure. I would love to acknowledge Columbia Sportswear that is going to be sponsoring our fashion show. And then I would love to just acknowledge some of our designers because they're people of color. um, And to be able to get the word out about their designs instead of – because they've been in the field for three or four years now, um, style – Style Fora, Emmett Couture from Tacoma, Scarlett Annie from Portland, Charity Rosalind from Tacoma, Heavenly Bridal from Canby, Oregon, Chocolate Diamond from Vancouver, Washington, Phoenix on Fire, Corsets from Wilsonville. And they will all be participating in your fashion show? 
Yes, they will. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, those are some new brands that I am not familiar with, so we'll definitely have to research all of them. Are they yeah, um, listed Kimberly, anywhere? Um, they will be listed on a fashion show postcard that we will be publishing in the next day or so. And then Kimberly Walker, who just, I know she has a new uh, title. I'm trying to think of what it is. She was just in Texas and won, I believe, International Plus Size Queen. I don't know yes. if that's the, I'll have to look it up. Um, she is our MC for the fashion show. Oh, nice. All right. Well, this is going to be a good time. Uh, excellent show and keep up the good work with everything you have going on. Before you go, though, tell us your official website and your social media pages. Okay, absolutely. Our website is www.curvysheetcloset.com. And our um, Instagram is Curvy Sheet Closet PDX. And our Facebook is Curvy Sheet Closet. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I know you have a lot to do and a lot going on, but I definitely appreciate you for coming on and keep up the good work. Thank you, Shanice. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you to our guests this evening for being on the show, Becky Jarvis. Make sure you check out her production coming up. It's going to be absolutely fabulous. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.